It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Morena, SENZ, four minutes past six o'clock on 8th of December 2022. A very, very fresh start to my Thursday morning here down here in Ototahi Christchurch. G'day, Kimpy. How you going, big fella? Yeah, mate. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, and uh, mate, it's not much better up here. The weather last night was absolutely atrocious with the wind blowing in at 4,000 knots uh, per minute. And, you know, I guess the only good thing about that, the Sail GP boys would be happy about this time of year coming home and uh, getting a little bit of wind in their sails because, man, there's plenty of it around Louis at the moment. It's unbelievable, the weather patterns. Well, I'm, okay, I'm kind of relieved to hear that it's windy up there because there is this bitter southerly, although the weather sail GP is going to be in Littleton. It's bone chilling, mate. You wouldn't want the southerly blowing through there because old Jimmy Spittle, it'd be spitting tacks about how cold it is. Yeah, come on, mate. This, get, get the, that's a home ground advantage. The boys will be loving it. Our boys will be loving it. Hey, well, speaking of uh, the sail GP, Kempe, we've, um we've got... The great Carl Budge on the show, who Ooh. is the uh, the main man, the big cheese of the New Zealand Sale GP later on. Because today we're 100 days out from Sale GP, the New Zealand League. I reckon this event's probably sneaking up on us, to be honest. And uh, a lot of people didn't really know that it was happening. Uh, this is going to be a huge, huge event in the New Zealand summer sporting calendar. So we'll talk to Carl about that and where that's going to be out there in the Littleton Harbour after 7 o'clock. Uh, we've got plenty of other stuff coming up. We're going to talk to Ben Sawyer. Very lucky to have the head coach of the White Ferns on after 8, after they finished Bangladesh 3-0 in their T20 series. And we're also going to talk to James from Team DC3, who will be taking part in the Red Bull Flugtag event. <laughs> and I can only imagine that Flugtag is a started in Scandinavia. Can you explain what it is, Kimpy? I'm still a little bit unsure. Well, me and Leaps were talking about it yesterday, and uh, I happened to be just going for my, my daily walk, you know, like cruise down to uh, Solo Park through Brito Mark up Queen Street, down K Road, you know, it's a block of there's about eight and, eight and a half, nine Ks. And look, get down to Solo Park here, and they put up this massive scaffolding, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going, we're trying to work out where it is. You know, where it's down where the, the team, team New Zealand, Team America boats were stationed yep. for the America's yep. Cup. And I'm just having a look at it. I'm going, that looks like it's a bomb competition. Like, <laughs> it's a, like a Manu competition, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, oh, they're bringing it to Auckland. Joey Manu. How cool, because I've created that little inner harbour there, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, it's be pretty cool. You know, come down, have a beer. Uh, actually, we're at the conservatory tonight, so everyone's going to see exactly what I'm talking about. And then I get to I get to work yesterday, and Neeps goes, man, have you seen this? 
Like they're going, you know, they're going to run off this thing in Air New Zealand planes that they built, basically. <laughs> so it's uh, look, it's like go kart racing. You know, when you used to, when we were kids, you used to, you know, take the take the wheels off milk trolleys and build your own go kart and go down a hill as fast as you can, holding a piece of rope, trying to steer it like a horse. Um, well, it's that on steroids, I reckon. Mate, it'd be twenty meters high. It'd have a it'd have a runway of twenty meters long, and these guys are going to jump off it in planes and see how far they can float on it, sort of float in the in the air before they come come crashing down. So, uh, Red Bull, I, I guess, put it in the right spot. Bit of adrenaline on Saturday down here, and we've had a look at some of the um, the contraptions, is all I can call them. Neeps, I don't know what you call them, but. The, the contraptions that these guys have put the time and effort and money into to, to run along this 20-metre runway and try and make the thing fly. Uh, I'd be funny to watch. <laughs> so is this, is this the same event that was held in Queenstown all those years? Because they, they build them right. I, I seem to remember them jumping. Neeps, was this the one? So they jump off, and I feel like they used to do it in midwinter. And they yeah, used yeah. to send them into Lake Wakatipu. It used to be a massive thing in um in Queenstown. That middle of winter into Lake Wakatipu. That was the whole thing. I think it was, it was supposed to be freezing, and that and the failure of landing early before the wharf was supposed to be the big. You know, you don't want that to happen. But up here in Auckland now, I think that I think the platform's six meters high, and they've got a, about the same amount run up. So ten meters by six meters, and yeah, this this plane they've created is the Douglas DC three. Which is an old Air New Zealand plane, so it's it's really really cool looking. You can see it on their Instagram. What if it actually takes off? Like, do they have to then get um, I don't know, like air well, traffic control involved? <laughs> well, that's the thing. James have said in their Red Bull bio that they are hoping that they just may never land. So we'll ask them about that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So somehow. That's I think that's real wishful thinking because they're gonna <laughs> land. <laughs> they're gonna land. It's just about how hard they're gonna land in that water. But maybe good. It'd be good. Good to watch. It'd be interesting to see, like the effort they've got. These um, leaps were showing me this morning. This Air New Zealand plane that they've built's actually got a rudder. Like it actually moves its wings up and down. I'm thinking, like boys, you've actually put some thought and money and time into this, but apparently the prize we're trying to work out what the prize is, and we're pretty sure that if you do enter, you get into it, you win it. What Red Bull do is they fly you around the world like on a world tour. Oh wow! I mean, I guess that's epic, and I guess the whole thing with Red Bull is it's always been Red Bull gives you wings, right? So that's where it's come from. They're trying to get people to fly with these wacky engineers. Do you reckon we've got anyone listening that's ever partaken in this before? Well, double eight, double three. Like, have you ever, have you ever been part of the flugtag? <laughs> and where's it from? And what does flugtag mean? Oh yeah, you, I, I hope you weren't asking me that question because no, <laughs> with me and Nick were talking about, I definitely wouldn't be the pilot because we would not get off the ground. Um, and mate, I don't think we'd put that much effort into it. Uh, they were what were they calling that? Shrink wrapping it this morning. The uh, the aeroplane. <laughs> they, they, oh. These guys have put so much effort into it. Um, yeah, it's be it'd be really interesting to actually see who gets the furthest. You know, because I, I remember watching a lot of this even when I was a kid. They they used to have these events where the guys would just run off the top of platforms. You know, holding on to like these yeah. type of wings. Guys just tying wings to their arms, trying to fly. It's honestly hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And actually, Flugtag is the German word for flight day, and that's actually exactly what this is. They've done this for years, jumping off piers through Europe. So 
Flug tag. There you go. Awesome. What an event. I think this is great. I can't wait to learn a little bit more about it. In two days, five hours, 48 minutes and 19 seconds, the 2022 Red Bull Flug tag down at the Wynyard Quarter. Um, yeah, just where that uh, Emirates Team New Zealand base is. And yeah, a bit of synergy there because we're catching up with Carl Budge, who is the uh, big cheese here of the Sale GP uh, New Zealand League. Although, Kempi, people probably have worked out by now we're, we're, we're not rudderless today, but we are daggerless. Yeah, late, late, uh, late, I guess scratching. late notice, scratching from our mate. He was a little bit crook yesterday. It's obviously taken a bit of a hold of him today. But um, mate, I'd say there'd be quite a lot about of that going around. I know that there's sort of this this corona uh, virus um, uptake that's sort of going underneath the radar at the moment. There's a lot of that being talked about out there and... Um, yeah, I'd say that a lot of people are feeling, especially this time of the year too. You're meant to be nice and warm. Look at you, you're dressed in a skivvy. Um, oh, it's it's, it's not nice out here. You know, you're walking around yesterday. I went for a walk yesterday afternoon. It's blowing a gale and and raining, and you know, it's, it's sort of really unusual. So I would say there'd be quite a few people that are still carrying the loogie around in some shape or form. Well, look, I certainly am. I've, uh, people have, would have heard my voice this week. And I'll tell you what the worst thing about this time of year, and you say worst, oh, my God, how privileged are we? Uh, the worst t- thing about this time of year is that you're bouncing from session to session to session to session because it's the silly season. So you've got your Christmas party, you've got <laughs> your, your family do, and it's hard to get a reprieve. But actually, that's why I'm down here. I reckon you'll find this interesting. My, um, we, We're not big Christmas people necessarily, my family. Well, I'm not, but... We every decade probably get together on my mother's side for a big do. And the the year that we do it in is the two. So 2012-2022. Because, get this, on that specific year each decade, my granddad turns a decade, so he's 80 this year. My mum is 50. My sister is 20. And it is my grandparents... 60th wedding anniversary. That's unbelievable. And my mum, Jane, and I were having this conversation. Do you think that they might be the last people I know that get to 60 wedding anniversaries? Well, I'll tell you what, that is that is a really um, – how, how can you say this without sounding like – you know, Yes, I know. You know what I mean? Like to, <laughs> yes, to, to, to yeah. be To be – with the same person for sixty years, let alone be alive, um, is absolutely amazing. I look, I I love that, Louis. I think that um, you know how your family celebrate that and put some some time into th- and thought into how they do it is fantastic. Uh, any type of any type of you know get together, especially around whanau, is pretty cool. So to do it around Christmas time, you know, in twenty twenty two, and you're celebrating your your grandparents' sixtieth anniversary, let alone your grandfather's eightieth and your sister's twentieth and your mother's fiftieth. Um, see, not too bad, eh? Not too bad on the memory there. Getting that one right. Uh, it's a it's a fantastic event, especially in your home too, which is which is great. So, mate, oh, I hope the sun comes out. I hope the sun comes out and shines on your on your granddad's back, mate. It makes the day nice and warm for him because he'll have the warm and fuzzy feeling. Of, you know, just sitting there thinking, yeah, I created all this. Um, that's the cool you, part about it. You're exactly right. Like he's he's as as stoic as a North Cantabrian could be. He's as one-eyed as a North Cantabrian could be on Murray Herman. But, it, and you know, they, they pretend like they don't want it, but then he, of course they want it. They want the fuss. They always want the fuss. But I was just, I was honestly thinking, like, 
Because back in the day, obviously, you get married, you got married young, so they would have got married when they were, yeah, 20, um, my grandparents, that is, and then 60. So the fact that my grandmother has suffered my grandfather for that long, these days you probably just pick up sticks. Uh, so there's that, and then the fact that they've had, uh, you know, clean bill of health enough to make it that far as well. I, I, was, I genuinely was thinking it must be rare. Like, obviously, it's not the most. There will be people with grandparents that have done 70, maybe even 80. Um, well, I don't know. Have there been? What, what sort of streaks do you know of? Double eight, double three. And I, I would really think it'll become more and more rare as I think marriage is less probably, um, you know, it's not something that's just a given these days anyway. And then the fact that you get married so young and just, there's so much change in the world these days, Kempi. It's kind of more of an accepted thing, isn't it? Yeah, look, and and I guess, you know, back in your grandfather's day, it was expected if you're not, you know, like if you were caught, caught the courtship was pretty serious, is that you'd go and, you know, get down on one knee and then go and ask the father-in-law if he was okay to, to have the hand of the, the daughter and, and, you know, that real, um, what do you call that? Traditional? Yeah, Traditional. I, I like it. I think it. I think the whole concept of um, of that. Even though I'm not into to, to marriage, I don't. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not one of those those guys that are right into it. But I actually think it's quite cool that there's a lot of respect in the in that whole. Um, I guess process where you know you're, you're doing the right thing. You're respecting the woman. You're respecting the father. You're going and ask the ask and do the right thing. And yeah, you know, in your granddad's um, instance, you know, mate, there wouldn't be a hell of a lot of them. You know, there's you know the last sixty years, and and be and and still be alive. You know, that's what I mean. Like, it, it, he might say that he's not enjoying this weekend, but I can guarantee you deep down, he's he's. Uh, He's got the heart flutters and all sorts when he's looking around that room. Oh, yeah, that's what you'd want to be able to do is tap into his mind and go, what is he actually <laughs> really thinking? Yeah, well, he's, yeah. I'll tell you what he's thinking. He's thinking about two things. He's thinking about harness racing. Yeah, and Cinerama and winning on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, and then he's thinking about how Ian Foster shouldn't be the coach of the All Blacks. So there's, those, are the, those are the two things he'll be thinking. He's a Cyclops. Um, yeah, oh, the Cyclops, the the original Cyclops. Um, yeah, no, it's just it was just something interesting. I was thinking about on the way to work this morning. Oh, big, con- and- big congratulations to your to your grandfather, Louis, and and to your family for putting that on and and getting everyone um, everyone around. I guess the table breaking bread, you know, especially your family. It's fantastic. Doesn't happen. It doesn't happen often enough, Kimpy. So yeah, it'll be cool. Um, but on on. You know, one thing that will be top of his agenda is New Zealand rugby. And yesterday, oh, out with the old. Bit of a shake-up. Uh, Dame Pat Ciretti, uh Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it is. Dame Pat Ciretti, yeah. Um, the former Governor General has become the first female chair of New Zealand rugby, which is out with the old. And it's um, probably something you've been beating the drum for for a while. Well, yeah, look, I... I the timing of it was really, you know, as you as we saw yesterday, we're sitting in here and we saw the board all walking through, um, going for their meeting. I had a quick chat to Bailey Mackey. I actually texted him last night and said, "Are you the new chair?" When it when it came out, and he said, "No, I'm not." Um, I was asking him to break it break it here first on SCNZ. It gives me a little bit of a bit a bit of a hard time about that. But uh, Dame Patsy Reddy, you know, like she's I guess with this 
um, move towards equity and women sitting on boards, this is probably the biggest one, the biggest decision that's been made in New Zealand sport, and I reckon in New Zealand sport, full stop for forever, for as long as I've been alive. So, you know, it comes out of a, a, a good governance background. She worked with Briley, you know, she's been into acquisitions and investments, so she's a very smart woman with, a you know, obviously a law degree and 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 a dame to boot. So um, credentials, that all stack up. But, you know, what's on everyone's lips, and especially today, is, well, <laughs> are you going to see what everyone else sees? Is Razor the next coach? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter about your credentials. It matters about whether or not you're going to make the right decision. So for me, I'm waiting. Because I thought yesterday when I saw them in here, and I said that to you yesterday before we walked out at 9 o'clock, like, it's really uncanny that you have a board meeting at nine o'clock on the day after, or the, it's yeah. actually the same day, that the English coach gets sacked. You know, and everyone's talking about, is Razor going to be the next one off the, the next cab off the rank to coach England? So it must be in the mix somewhere. You know, you add Farrah, Farrah um, Palmer and Bailey Mackey to the to the chairs, the vice chair roles. Um, mate, that's a shake-up. I'm telling it you. It is a shake-up. It is and, a shake-up. And it could... It could just be coincidental, but Kempi, that's exactly where I want to go for this. Can't wait question of the day. I mean, you, you took the words off my lips, mate. Everyone, everyone wants to know, today at 8.30, when Mark Robinson and incoming NZR chair Dame Patsy Reddy front a media conference at 8.30am while we're on air, all I want to know on 0800-150-811, the Kenatar phone line, and the Tampa Bay Post text machine, double eight double three, will they address the coaching situation? Or will they put their head in the sand and batten down the hatches and say nothing to see until they have something to announce? I don't know. I honestly don't know. You could convince me either way whether they front foot it, they talk about it, or... They say, we're not taking questions on it. I don't want to know. And you might know. You might have some inside gravy. So come through. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Kempi, I'll get your take on this. Because uh, I, I, you could convince me otherwise. I'll get your take just after this. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's 21 minutes past six.